Hi, welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint podcast, episode 76 today. Uh, as you will notice, probably from the poorer quality microphone, and if you're watching this, you'll see that it's not the usual green screen and Mandarin Blueprint shirt and all that stuff. They are putting quite strict restrictions on where you can go like in terms of apartment complexes. So I can't get into Phil's apartment complex, um, legally anyway because of the coronavirus spreading stuff. All right, so nothing to worry about, guys. I know a lot of people are still still very concerned. Um, it's just a bit inconvenient, that's all. And this only works, like they've given us a card as well, where I live, that we can only leave our apartment complex once per day, uh, which isn't really the case because everyone works for the government and the government, as soon as they stop working, they don't care. <laughs> as far as I can tell. So we're just going out in the evenings and walking the dogs and stuff. It's not too big a deal. And also this will all be over probably, like they're saying they have to send the kids back to school at some point soon. Um, they're aiming for the beginning of March. Uh, and of course people are gonna start going back to work soon as well. Uh, so I'd say that by the beginning of March, it's only another few weeks more of this nonsense and then we'll be back to normal pretty much. Uh, so yeah, that's it. So it's a little bit inconvenient, but no big deal. So today, uh, got a bunch of emails as usual, a bunch of comments, and I'm going to jump into the grammar lesson for today. And I thought it would be, we've sort of been talking a lot about adverbs, which we call how does what. And today's adverb is all about scope or range. So this is exactly what we, I'm going to tell you the tag that we use if you, for uh, finding sentences related to this adverb category in, in your flashcards as part of the Mandarin Blueprint Method course. So this tag is GW, how does what, so GW is grammar word, how does what, that means adverb, which means does what is the verb, how does that verb act, that's an adverb, uh, and then in what range, which is what fanway means. So then after that, we have some Chinese words, which is fuzi, which means adverb, uh, and then fanway, which is uh, range or scope. So adverb in what range? So I'm just gonna refer to them as uh, adverbs of range or adverbs of scope today, just to make it extra clear for those on and off the course. And I'm gonna jump into a bunch of different ways you can use these. They're of course incredibly useful. Um, so let's check out the first lesson, a first uh, example sentence. I only care about, or sorry, I only worry about my son. Care about would be guanxin, right? Um, danxin is more like uh, worry. This character, Dan, Dan is like to, to hold up, to raise up. It's like when your heart's up here, that's how the Chinese conceptualize the idea of worry, uh, which is an interesting idea. So, Now, the cool thing about these adverbs, or any adverb, is that you can always take away the adverb, and you'll still have a grammatical sentence, a simpler sentence. So, if you, if you took away the only, you'd have, I worry about my son. But uh, of course, we're adding a bit more context, a bit more, a bit more stuff to it. So we add only. I only worry about my son. I don't worry about anything else. 
in this case. And there's, this is from our course um, itself, but there's a couple of examples that I wanted to add in right here that are very similar to zhi only. They have a very similar meaning. Uh, and we haven't got any example sentences for them right now, but I thought I'd, I'd take some from elsewhere on the internet and share them with you because they're cool to know. And if you listen to the podcast, uh, it might be just cool to make your own flashcards with them or uh, just for some extra knowledge. So the, ne the next one here is a bit more advanced and uh, we call it, uh, it's pronounced guang, which literally means light, uh, light so, or vision in a way. So it uh, means a few things, I guess. But in this case, you put it before a, a verb, it becomes an adverb, and it means only this thing. So check out this example sentence here. It says, Ta guang hui shuo kong hua. Ta guang hui shuo kong hua. He can only speak literally empty words, kong hua. So basically, he's all talk. He just does that, he doesn't actually act. Uh, I really like this sentence. It's very short, very succinct, but it gets the point across in a lovely way. So, he can only talk. He doesn't actually do anything. Um, so that's one way. Um, and you could say, you know, you can't only eat bread. There's obviously millions of ways you could use it, um, but just make sure to put it before the verb and it has that meaning. So here's another word, which is, I guess, in a similar vein to zhi and guang, but uh, this is specifically meaning only as in barely or merely. Um, so check out this one. Jin jin. So jin jin. Jin by itself, that character literally has that meaning of only, merely, just. Um, so put it together, obviously it's going to carry that meaning too. So jin jin yu gu yue. Only a month. In only a month, wo jian diao le. I lost shi bang, 10 pounds. So, 减掉了, as in 减肥. So, 减掉 is saying you, you lost weight. 减掉了十磅, or 二十磅 for 20 pounds, or 五磅 for 5 pounds. You get the point. So, let's try this one again. 仅仅一个月,我减掉了十磅. So, that one is a really good way of showing that as well. 仅仅, only. And you can also say 不仅仅, which means the opposite thing. Uh, but I'm not going to go through a sentence for that one too. I think we've got enough on our plate at the moment. So there's three so far adverbs of fan wei of range. So we've got zhi, guang, and jin jin. All kind of with the same meaning of only, but in slightly different ways. Now for this next adverb of range, we have dou, and it's used to signify all or every. And uh, well, take a look at the sentence and see what we mean. So, 人每天都要吃饭。每天都, so, 每天 is every day, uh, but the 都 is just an extra signifier there just to say every single day, just to elaborate on that. You could actually take that away. 人每天要吃饭。So, people need to eat every day, but the 都 is just, just uh, I guess you could say, exaggerating that a little bit. Um, let's look, go for dou again. Let's look at another sentence with dou, but I guess a bit more literal. Uh, have a look at this one. 你们三个人都要吃饭吗? 你们三个人, you three people, you three, all want to eat. 
do all three of you want to eat? Good, so the doll here is specifying range because not maybe not all three of these people want to eat, right? So that's what this question is trying to get to the bottom of. Bottom of. Now let's move on to uh, the next one, the next adverb of range, the fuzi, that is a fanwei fuzi. Uh, this one is a bit longer, so try and keep up with this one. We're talking about cai, which is a very interesting one, so common, uh, can take a little bit of getting used to as well, the way it's used, um, because again, it's not that much of an equivalent in English, uh, or it's, a, it's just a bit out there for people that uh, are beginners. So let's have a try. The behavioral changes So here, this Tai is only and Hui is able to. So So only changes in behavior. The behavior, literally, behavior changes only will bring changes in results so this is a very uh, interesting sentence this is from level 18 so if you're if you want to review this one get some native male and female audio go and find this one in your flashcards and check it out you hit hit r to replay it in a preview format and you can get the audio as well uh, another one we've got for you there's tons of these adverbs and we're not going to cover them every single one of them but we've pretty much covered most of them uh, there's only a couple that I did some pretty extensive research on this and there's only a couple that we left out that are fairly obscure um, So let's finish this off by covering So this next one here uh, it says mainly you're too scared This is a great way of saying mainly and it's so so common. I hear this all the time in conversation uh, so again, if you took away 主要是, 主要是, you would just have an absolutely fine sentence, which is you're scared, you're too scared rather. But if you want to add an adverb in there, just to add a bit more uh, depth to the sentence and be a bit more specific with what you want to get across, you could say mainly you're too scared. Or it's, it's kind of like saying the real crux of the matter is you know, zhu yao, zhu is zhu, zhu rather, third tone, is master, or like uh, main. Zhu yao is like the main, uh, the most important thing. And then shi obviously is just to be. So, so, so I think the most important thing is zhu yao shi tai hai pa Ni zhu yao shi tai hai pa Good, fantastic. So this next one is, I would say, one of the most common words in Chinese. Uh, you hear it in, it seems like every sentence you hear this word, or every other sentence. Jiu, which means a bunch of different things, but I would say the most common meaning is the one we're about to cover. So have a look at this sentence. Bank of China is right across the street from my house, just across the street. That's the sort of meaning that it has there. Zhongguo Yinhang, Bank of China, 就在我家对面。就在我家对面. So again, let's take away 就 in this sentence. What is it saying? 中国银行在我家旁边, which is next to. So 对面, which is opposite. Okay? 中国银行在我家对面。So if we said that, that's fine. That means, okay, the Bank of China is 
opposite my house. But what's the jewel doing? It's just saying, it's just there, it's just across. So maybe you're saying, I want to go to the bank. They're saying, no, but we don't, we don't have time. And it's like, 就在我家对面, 就在我家对面. Like it's, got, it's, it's just there, it'll take me like two minutes. Yeah, right, in a, a bank in China, it's going to take two minutes. No, <laughs> it's going to take you two hours. But you get the point, right? So, 中国银行就在我家对面. So, Bank of China is right across the street from my house. I love this one, very common. Uh, we have 完全, 完全, and you can also shorten this to 全, um, but uh, I'd say this 完全 is much more common. Uh, let's try the sentence. You did it completely wrong. <laughs> you did it completely wrong. 你完全做错了. Uh, well, it could, it could be you did it completely wrong, or you are completely wrong. Maybe you said something which is just nonsense, uh, which isn't true. 你完全做错了. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, it says 做错了, of course. You did, so 做 is to do. So 做错了 is you did something wrong, of course. Sorry, just scratch that. <laughs> I wasn't reading my own sentence properly. 你完全做错了. Okay, you, you did it completely wrong. That's from level 21, the Mandarin Blueprint Method here. Uh, so we're just going through the sort of standalone special words that are adverbs. Uh, not necessarily every single sequence of, <clears throat> every single example of an adverb in the entire language. That would take too long, right? So the ones I just covered today, let's go through them. Let's review them, okay? So we have... 只, meaning only. 我只担心我的儿子. I only worry about my son. 他光会说空话. 光会, so only can speak empty words. So 光 is like only or solely this thing. The next one we have 仅仅, which means only, as in you're trying to emphasize that only, as in it's not very much at all, in possibly a good way or a bad way. Uh, so that's obviously a very positive. In only a month, I lost 10 pounds. Amazing. And the next one, we have uh, which is used whenever you want to say every or all of something. You can add on the end to emphasize it. 人每天都要吃饭. Or Do you three want to eat? or people eat every day. And the next one we have Tai, which I really want you guys to look into a bit more and find some more example sentences because um, it really has an amazing way of making you sound more uh, colloquial, more native because it's used so much. And it can be quite tough to get your head around at first. Um, but once, you, yeah, so go and check out some more example sentences for this one. But the one we have here is, so uh, only changes in behavior will bring about changes in results. So I could take that tie away, right? And it would just be changes in behavior will bring about changes in results. But I added that tie just saying only changes in behavior will bring around changes in results. So I, I really like that sentence. It's a bit high level sentence, but it's, uh, I like it nonetheless. Next one we have 主要是, 主要是 mainly blah 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 blah. And we have the sentence here of 你主要是太害怕了. You, well mainly the thing is, the, 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 the crux of the matter is you're too scared. That's the point. Next one we have 
dual, which means basically just or specifically that or um well just yeah. 中国银行就在我家对面，就在我家对面。So it's just there, opposite. That Bank of China is just opposite my house. And then lastly, we have 完全你完全做错了 You completely messed up. You did this completely wrong. Okay, guys. So that's it for adverbs of range today. So if you want to look at more examples, check out、uh, your Mandarin Blueprint Method Anki Dex, and go to the tag GW. How does what in what range falls to the fanway, and you'll find it. You'll see it just there on the left side of the menu. Easy to find.、Uh, I hope that's been helpful today, guys. And let's move on. All right, so let's jump into emails for this week.、Uh, we've got our first one here is from Tristan Knotts on.、Uh, it's actually a comment on the course platform. Sorry,、uh, and、uh, he says Joe Bowler, a Stan- Stanford professor of mathematics education, has a really interesting book called Limitless Mind. Her book breaks down the barriers that most students often have towards learning. In this case, it relates to math or maths. And how no one is inherently bad at learning a particular subject. She shows how making mistakes and using different parts of our brains to really enable us to become proficient at what it is we are learning. Definitely see some parallels between her research and your language learning method. Well, thanks for that suggestion. So that's limitless mind. And yes, making mistakes, especially when reviewing Anki cards,、uh, is really good. And especially if you have. Someone there, like a tutor, to correct those mistakes and notice them.、Uh, it's a good way of realizing where you are going wrong. Obviously, now making too many mistakes without supervision and without correction can be bad when it comes to output,、uh, as many of you know. But、uh, Anki sort of doesn't have that problem. If you make mistakes in Anki, you get a card wrong,、uh, you can't answer a sentence, you can't fill in the blank or whatever it is. It's actually a good thing.、Uh, what getting it wrong is one step towards getting it right. And you're going to have to make a lot of mistakes and get things wrong a lot of times before something really gets in、uh, in there long term.、Uh, next one is from Jennifer Swanson on nasal final EN quiz. She says, "Fabulous, thank you, and thanks for answering so quickly too." We replied to her last week, I believe. This course is fabulous. I'm excited to get to the actual blueprint, but first the pronunciation. I found you first via the podcast, and I'm so glad I did. That's good. I'm glad the podcast is getting out there. Um, yeah, more and more people are coming to us now and saying,、oh, "I found you on the podcast," and blah blah blah. So that's 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 really good to hear.、Um, but yeah, your pronunciation is actually part of the blueprint. We haven't really made that clear because it wasn't originally. We just made it as like a a preamble to the Mandarin blueprint. But it is now part of the whole system, right? That's step one, actually. Step one is pronunciation of that's that's part of the blueprint, but.、Uh, Um, what what you mean and what she means is getting to the characters and the words and the grammar and all that fun stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think about that, Jennifer.、Uh, next one is from Yasmin.、Uh, says this course has been an absolute pleasure to work through. By the way, guys, <laughs> this, I'm just reading these in the order I get them.、Uh, for the most part, I don't. I'm not just putting all the praise and all the, and deleting all of the criticism, <laughs> just in case anyone thinks that、uh, this is just good luck, I guess. Uh, the course has been an absolute pleasure to work through, and its production has been so well done. It's evident that you two have put a lot of time and effort and hard work into this, and it has really paid off. I really appreciate all that you've done and are still doing. Thanks, thanks a lot.、Uh, 
um, especially regarding how often you respond to people's comments and questions. I'm extremely excited to start the Mandarin Blueprint method. Awesome. Um, it's amazing that I, I have a small level of comprehension just from the pronunciation course. I was listening to a random Chinese podcast and there was a point in there when they were talking about being hungry and getting a meal and how they were starving to death. And I understood that part of the conversation. Uh, absolutely brilliant. I recently downloaded Weibo and because I thought it would be a good platform for reading characters in the future, uh, because, it, sorry, I'm reading terribly, it's not your writing. And I'm already identifying a few simple sentences from my constant practice through Anki. I've been enjoying your course more than working on my masters. Haha, <laughs> is that bad? It's the highlight of my day watching your videos and practicing the flashcards. Uh, well, that masters must be really boring if our videos are the highlight of your day. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, bit of self-deprecation there to balance out the awesome freight, the awesome praise that I'm getting from you. Uh, that's 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 fantastic. Uh, yeah, and Weibo is, is a really good idea. I, I never did this until way way later on, but it's a good idea because everything that's out there on Weibo is something that a real person has written, not for the purposes of a learner, just really natural speech. Uh, it's, uh, if anyone doesn't know, I think Weibo is essentially the, the Chinese Twitter, uh, I believe. Uh, you also have another one that's really good is Zhihu. I think that's how the, the tones are in that. I don't know the characters. I'm sure it's Zhihu. Uh, Z-H-I-H-U. Zhihu. Um, which is the Chinese Quora. Uh, and again... That, I guess that the drizzle is different because it's going to be less just like oh I had soup today. What do you guys think? It's, it's more about actually answering real questions in a in, in the best way you possibly can. Uh, so that's another one to check out if you haven't already there, uh, Yasmin. Um, and yeah, the, the reason why you're already noticing things is because we start with the most common uh, things first, the most common characters, the most common words first, and then we work our way. Up to the more, uh, the less common, the more complex. Um, so yeah, you, when you, when you're in the early part, well, all through really, but in the early days, it's especially uh, jarring in a good way because you you go from zero to noticing, you know, you unlock like the the ten most common characters. That makes up like five percent of the language or something crazy, right? So uh, yeah, it's it's a real real good feeling. I do have one question as I go forward, and my apologies if, apologies if it's already been addressed. So I've watched a lot of anime throughout my life, and there are some characters that have already got an image seared into my brain, as in Chinese characters. Uh, an example is Gara from Naruto. He's got I, love, tattooed on his forehead, and its pronunciation is the same in Japanese. It's I, just without the tone, just I. I don't know how you'd say it. Uh, in another anime, Shui, as in water, appears on behind a character that uses water for their power. I was just wondering if this will help or hinder me. Sorry for being long-winded as always. Keep up the good work. You two are fantastic. I can't see how that would hinder you in any way. If anything, it would create a stronger memory of the characters. And yeah, if there's a different pronunciation, so what? You know, the our character method is really effective for memorizing the tones and the pronunciation. Uh, and if you have a real-life reference for the characters and the words that you're learning, I can't think, I, I could, that can only be positive in my mind. Uh, Rick uh, Angeland on It's a Word, Da, as in hit. He says, too soon to mention the use of Da to hit the phone to make a call. 
打电话 ，That's how you say make a phone call. 打电话 ，so the make a phone call. The make part is the verb to make a phone call. Is 打 to hit. It's just a weird thing. <laughs> Obviously, you see it as normal when you've done it for a while, but it's it is strange, isn't it? 打电话 In Japanese and Korean, you hit the guitar and the piano, not play them.、Um, something similar in Chinese? No, actually.、Um, with guitar and piano, you tan. Which is like、uh, tan can be flick,、um, but it can also be、uh, pluck. So you tan the, the tan guitar or tan guitar, which is play the piano.、Uh, I don't know all the other you know instrument words. I'm, I'm not. We'll, we'll see. But、uh, those are the ones for guitar and piano anyway.、Uh, another one from Rick on it's a word for xiang.、Uh, he says, "What happens to the tones in songs?" I always wondered about this. Yang Yang, as in Yo 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 Chinese, says. <clears throat> I assume that's who you're talking about.、Uh, says they more or less are lost, but people can recognise the words by context, which would also mean surrounding syllables, not just the meaning of the sentence. Yes,、uh, I'm a musician. I've been listening to a lot of Chinese music, and that's what my ears tell me too. Mostly absent tones, so there would be the possibility of ambiguous word sentences. Yeah, I also heard that, that Chinese people love wordplay and puns. Yes, they do. Um, so I guess clever songwriters could take advantage of the ambiguity of absent tones. Yeah, I mean, I I don't listen to music that much in general. I'm kind of boring like that. You know, I'm just not really that. I love music, but it's like I just don't have an interest in it. If you know what I mean, I don't follow it. I don't know anything about music.、Um, but、uh, my wife does massively, and she's always listening to different、um, pop rock singers and things like that. And yeah. You can. They can often read the the lyrics and understand the lyrics, but just through context. I think that's partly why, actually, all the Chinese apps that I've seen, like QQ Music, and、um, I was just making a compilation list of these for the ebook that I'm putting together.、Uh, I can't remember the one what it's called now, but there's, there's all sorts of Chinese listening apps, and they'll. Usually play the lyrics. They sort of like slowly move up with the song, and that's not really there in in English apps. Or at least it's not as necessary. It's not as like as prominent. But maybe that's why、uh, the characters are more prominent. The lyrics are right there in front of you every time. Perhaps because the、uh, the tones are more ambiguous.、Um, yeah, and yeah, it does it does make it, it writing song lyrics. This is my friend、uh, is a Chinese and he's a musician. He does say that writing song lyrics in Chinese is especially challenging、um, because of the limited sounds. <laughs> There's only 400 total different sounds, maybe 420,、um, and the tones don't count, right? So you literally got 400 sounds, and you got to make everything rhyme, <laughs> and it can be really tough because、uh, there's just not not as much to choose from. So if you if you if you hear of a Chinese、uh, lyricist. Or a songwriter that, and you hear a Chinese person say this person has really good lyrics. They're like extra talented, I guess.、Um, yeah, so it's, it's it's an interesting question. Yeah, that, so yeah, the, the tones are pretty absent, but Chinese people don't really have much of an much of an issue.、Uh, okay, so Howard So on new vocabulary unlocked for xiao, which means small.、Uh, he says. For the first example, because we give example sentences for every new word that we unlocked, and at least one sentence for every single、uh, usage that's that's relevant in today's、uh, Chinese. He says, "Do we need to include the measure word 个过了一小时
他来了。So with this sentence,、uh, I had double checked.、Um, for me, upon first reading it, I, I think it seemed more formal to me. It's just, 过了一小时，他来了。Uh, but I checked with my wife and a couple other people, and、uh, it's just, it it could be said in both、uh, normal spoken and written. It's, 呃，一个小时，一小时 ，both fine.、Um, and now, I, I don't want to say when exactly you can drop. Um, go for everything, but、um, I think it's just such a common phrase that it's just people just blurt it out. 过了一小时，他来了。This is very natural and absolutely fine to do in normal speech.、Uh, another one from Howard says,、uh, "Vocabulary unlock for 太太、um, He says, "For 太太的看法和爸爸不一样 Are we referring to my father or her father? Well, for this question, it's、uh, it's. <laughs> It seemed obvious to me, and then I was like, "Oh wait a minute! It could be both, <laughs> because you need more context in this to actually. You need you need to have more context. You need to know what they're actually saying. So the answer is either, and it depends on the larger context, which is why、uh, more context is not only more interesting, it's more relatable, it's more fun,、uh, and it's you get more emotionally involved in it because there's more details to understand."、Um, So whenever you see something like this, Chinese is very contextual, as I often say, and you know it could be, it's、uh, just if you don't know which who belongs to who, that's no problem. Maybe you're not supposed to, you know.、Uh, yeah. This next one is from Rick.、Uh, he says it for it's a word for "dai," which means well, the meaning we chose is dumb,、uh, but it can also mean to stay somewhere. And this is, brings up his question. He says, "How do dai?" Uh, the usage for die as in to stay somewhere for temporarily, and zhu as in to live somewhere, differ in meaning. For example, 我在中国待过 That means you've stayed in China before. It doesn't mean living permanently. So, for example, I am living in China. 我住在中国 But I'm not dying in Zhongguo. I'm just、uh, I'm living in permanently. So that's the difference. 我待了几天我在中国待了几天 I stayed in China for a few days. Another one from Rick says, "I think the usage two, this to stay of of die, is so unrelated to usage one, as in stupid, that I'm not going to remember it, or only by repetition, repetitious practice with sentence cards. I'm thinking of making another movie for the second meaning, linked to the first movie, so I know there are two separate meanings. Otherwise, when recognizing the character and accessing my movie, I might forget it has another separate meaning. What's your advice?" Uh, my advice would be that the movie making the movies is only for building a base understanding of one、uh, definition, preferably the most common definition of the character.、Um, and you can, I guess, if you want, go and make a separate meaning. But I feel like that's not really necessary because you'll be able to learn in. You can only learn different definitions through context anyway. So you already know the character. You know how to write it. And you know one pronunciation. For me and for Phil and for many other learners, you naturally learn the other pronunciations via context, and it's not that big an issue.、Uh, try not to、uh, aim to learn everything in one go. If you wanted to do that, I was talking about dual earlier, right? That has several different meanings. There's loads of characters with several meanings, like five meanings for one character. And、uh, very rarely are they all as common as one another.、Uh, so just that's why we, we, you know, build up the base foundation and then learn the rest through context. 
Another one from Tristan Knotts uh, for Dan Shi and Zhi Shi. These are new vocabulary unlocked. He says, he asks, we should be assigning photos to these vocab words, correct? Yeah, not necessarily photos, but images of any kind. Uh, we recommend you put at least one image uh, for learning these words of your own choosing. Uh, and you can check out Phil's video on, uh, well, it's actually on the course, but you can find it on YouTube, Four Ways of Learning Words, or Four Memory Techniques, I think it's called. But yeah, the, you, you connect to the word by some sort of connection. Uh, any connection is fine. Whether you're looking at um, the word's meaning, it reminds you of something else, or and you find an image to represent that connection. So dan shi and zhi shi. I used to say that actually for, for dan shi because it's quite abstract. Dan shi means but. Uh, you could actually, if you want, uh, you could have a picture of JLo <laughs> for obvious reasons. Or um, uh, you could be like, the, for example, there was this show called Columbo. Um, I never really watched it, but I already, already always knew about it, referenced through like pop culture and stuff. And apparently he would always walk into interviews with people say but just one more thing like he would make them feel like relaxed these criminals like they got away with it and then he would come back in and go, but one more thing and that then he would you know crack the case or whatever so i'd you know picture a colombo you get the idea uh simon meller on three factors of pronunciation hearing he says hey legends uh definitely a brit I just signed up for the course. Super excited to be starting from a beginner level. Enjoying the video so far. It's nice to get a general overview and the feeling of human interaction with you guys before getting into the learning phase. Normally, I like to dive headfirst into something like the shallow end of a swimming pool, but <laughs> but I'm in this for the long game, so this is pretty enjoyable content. Cheers. Thank you, Simon. I'm looking forward to your um, to more of your hilarious comments in the future once you actually get in the, into the course i think you're going to be uh, a good asset to us all right um tristan knots on ankydex inside level nine complete it's good progress um motivational emails at the end of each level are one of my favorite aspects of the program as they are so encouraging and insightful i love that y'all put the time into those little into the little things such as emails and level reviews and that really take this method to another level Thanks, man. Yeah, because the the whole course itself, and 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 <clears throat> I'm glad you like that. That's great because um, we thought that's something that was lacking a lot for us when we were learning. You know, we pay this, we pay money for services, and they, some of them are great. Um, some of them not so great, but we, we yeah, it was the. I think the, the unique thing that we are trying to offer is a coach. We're trying to be a coach. We're not necessarily trying to tell you everything, but we're trying to guide you on the way and then sort of support you on the way as well. Because you know, like 90% of your progress comes down to do you show up every day and do it? And, and, and there's more to just having effective methods. You've got to be, you've got to be regularly shown your progress, I, I think. Uh, we think anyway, and uh, I'm glad that that's working. Yeah, and uh, we really want to develop with that as well. We want to move forward and, and and start sending you guys more emails. Make sure we have at least one every level, but also videos, extra videos, bonus stuff, because we know that's really important. We get lots of emails like that, uh, messages from people that really appreciate them. So that's awesome. Uh, Sam Rodriguez on this is what your study session should look like. This is a video that Phil made 
to guide you guys through um, how to use Anki generally and like, what, what, what should you be doing day to day? And he says, um, uh, that, that moment when you realize you need an Anki deck to help remember the Mandarin Blueprint study method. I love it. So much to dig into. Uh, it most definitely works for me. Uh, I sat at my desk this morning with no problem, replayed the movie for dry in my head. I was shocked how well it worked. Yeah, yeah, it works really, really well. That's great, man. Thanks a lot. Um, <clears throat> so that's it for the general uh, messages. Course updates this week. I mean, uh, we had, oh, I, yeah, I did mention earlier I'm putting together an ebook. Uh, and we do, it's, it's a big one, you know, it, we, it's, it's, it's sort of similar to the, the, our other ebook, Speak Chinese Like a Native, which was the first one I, I put that together like two years ago or a year and a half ago when we were just releasing everything, uh, like pronunciation mastery rather. Uh, and that was quite short, you know, it's like a few thousand words. But this one's going to be a big one. This is going to be like, uh, well, all in all, like something like 20,000 words. <laughs> Uh, and uh, one of the biggest things that, that I think is going to be useful to you guys about it is it's got, a, I'm putting together right now, a huge um, <clears throat> uh, resources section. Um, I'm going to put about 200 different resources for various things, like where to find reading materials, listening materials, speaking apps that I like, that we like. Sorry, it's not just me, it's Phil as well, of course. His input is really important on this. <clears throat> And um, we're actually going to sell it for a few dollars. I don't know how much yet, but uh, if you're already on the course, I'm not going to say we'll give it for free yet, um, but you'll certainly get a hefty discount at the very least. Um, but uh, that should be out to you guys within a few weeks, maybe a month tops. We've had a lot of delays uh, lately because of uh, this thing that's going on, you know, with the whole virus and stuff. It's, Phil's been away as well, but we, you know, it should be with you quite soon. Uh, we'll send out an email blast when it's ready and you'll be the first ones to get it. Um, as for that, sorry, just don't get worried. I'm just, uh, I've been speaking a lot today. Um, other than that, no, no massive, uh, no massive, massive updates. Just we're continuing to, uh, make corrections and, uh, Im improve what we've already released on the expansion. And we just, focusing on like again just getting the course out there which is not something you guys were really interested in hearing about i'm not going to talk to you about our marketing efforts um but uh yeah nothing much nothing much to report on as of yet so <clears throat> let's jump into the movies that we've got this week we had so many it's just it's getting silly now because <laughs> um which uh, and uh so what, what 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 i'm gonna do i'm gonna make sure that i read it because we get we've got about <clears throat> uh 50 this week uh because there's been a couple of new people and some people are just such legends that they just decide that they're going to write a story or a scene for every character they learn and i'm not sure how long people can keep that up um and i hope that, that people listening to this don't feel an obligation to do that um because you certainly don't have to but that's not that's not part of the learning process it's purely to share with other people and help those out and if that's the case i mean it's just amazing seeing um seeing the level of uh, growth that we've had you know including you know we've had 500 comments in the last 30 days uh, all of which are useful all of which as far as i can tell are something adding something to the course 
so we have to be a little bit more um, dis discerning with what we share and stuff like that. But I want to make sure that I get, a, you know, because if someone sends 10 stories or 10 scenes, of course, I can't read all 10 on, on, on the podcast each week. But I make sure that everyone gets at least one of their scenes uh, shared each week, uh, at the very least. <clears throat> so we're going to start with Dom Thompson, who's a new client. At least I haven't seen his name before. Uh, and he has just sent so many really rather good uh, scenes uh, this week. And I'll read you his first one. He says, here we go. Character one, exciting. Shane Warne, a bit of a childhood hero for this wannabe leg spinner. Is that break dancing? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Leg spinner. Leg spinner. Leg spinner. Oh, no, I can't figure that one out. Uh, is in the kitchen of my childhood home. He's up next to Bat. <clears throat> so he's got his pads on, heading through the back garden. Used to play lots of cricket with my brother brother in the garden. Good, adding personal backstories to this. It's a, sort of a natural thing that you do, isn't it? Unfortunately, the back door has been replaced by the door to number 10 Downing Street. Shane Warne knocks, twists the handle, bangs on the door, but it won't open. Increasingly desperate, he starts smashing on the door with his cricket bat, vertical line prop. Uh, we suggested razor blade for... That's like the standard one, but of course you can choose anything you want. And uh, he smashes harder and harder, but the door doesn't move an inch. At this point, he walks away from the door with a glint in his eye. <laughs> Any Englishman who grew up in the 90s knows how to, knows the look in Shane Warne's eye when he's about to do something special. I actually don't recognize that name, but then again, <clears throat> I know nothing about any sports or, or like TV soap operas or anything like that. So it's not surprising I don't know who he is. He pulls out a magic wand of the horizontal line. Oh, sorry, I mixed that up. Sorry, the, the cricket bat is the, the staff or whatever. The magic wand in this case is the horizontal line. Magic wand also comes up later, uh, but you can just choose a different prop when that comes up and aims directly at number 10, at the number 10 on the door. Green and gold sparks fly off the door, at the door. Huge explosion, the door lies in a wreck on the floor. Shane Warne puts his hand away, picks up the bat off the floor and steps over the now broken door to number 10 on his way out to the bat, raucous applause. Well, you pretty much nailed it on your first try, Dom. <laughs> There's absolutely, not only is there nothing wrong with that, that's one of the better scenes for, that you could possibly have as well. You've got, you've got different, um, you've, I think you've done this before. It seems like you've got some practice in this or maybe you're a writer or something like that because you've got some real creativity there. Um, it's all good. No, no issues with that whatsoever. Well done. Um, that obviously, that's to learn the character for number 10, Shu, which is a, just a cross. Very simple character, but still, uh, Dom is just starting out and he's solidifying those skills very well. Tom on Make a Movie for Tu, which means uh, soil, earth. Uh, Tywin Lannister. Oh, that's such a good actor to have as one of your actors. I wish I could have, I wish I could go back and use him instead. I use Tom from Tom and Jerry. Pfft, rubbish. Uh, Tywin, <laughs> Tywin Lannister finds one of his soldiers in the living room of my set, lazing about smoking a cigarette. That would be the horizontal line, I guess, and injecting himself with drugs. Okay, that would be the, the cross, which we say is sort of looks like a needle. So you can use that. It's a bit adult, but uh, that's fine. You know, it's all good. Uh, furious at the at a Lannister guard exhibiting such behavior, Tywin orders him to dig a hole and bury the offending items. Cigarette first, so it's at the bottom. Ah, of course. Uh, by the time he's finished, there's, there's soil all over the living room, so Tywin makes him fill the hole back in. 
again, you've hit all the notes, mate. You've got the position perfectly. You've made sure that the cigarette's on the bottom. And I mean, fantastic. Yeah. I think it's not actually our videos that are making people so much better. I noticed that people are getting better at this. And I think it's because of all of the tons of comments below of people giving their suggestions and it helps people solidify their skills at this really quickly. Well done. Um, Tyson, because that's a really early character. Uh, it's pretty early, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm losing track of things. But anyway, well done. Uh, Tyson on Make a Movie for Fan, as in, uh, well, it could mean rice in, in terms of like in a meal, but the most common is like meal. Now, true fan. <clears throat> I'm practicing my flips, and that's the fan uh, component on the right of the character, which means backward or opposite. He's practicing his flips. Oh, so you've, what you've done here, Tyson, you've, you, I believe you mentioned this before, actually. You said you've chosen a flip, that action, as the prop for that representation. Now, I wouldn't normally suggest that. I think you've probably already watched a couple of videos where me and Phil would say, don't choose actions for props. Just a suggestion like everything else. You don't, it's not like it's going to just ruin all of your progress or anything like that. It's just a bit, it restricts you because that means that you've always got to have someone doing a flip and you might want them doing something else. Uh, so it, it stops them from being, a, it doesn't give them that freedom, you know, to play around. But, but you could, for example, choose, I don't know, choose someone that's very like a gymnast. So what immediately comes to mind is the Chinese guy from Ocean's Eleven. Uh, and that one really works for me. Like, because oh, he's always he does actually does a backflip in one of the scenes if I remember when he's in the vault, but that's just me. But I'm I'm just saying that choose a choose a separate object might be better in the long term for your props <clears throat> rather than action. But anyway, let's let's continue. It says my F actor bursts through the fence door, almost knocking me over. He's got bags of food from a local restaurant over his head, and he's shouting, "The cooked rice is here!" Nice, nice. So I imagine the bags of food are the food part because that's the food part yeah the cooked rice is here Bam. yeah i mean that all looks good you sort of combined a few things and it's relying quite a bit on audio uh, maybe instead uh you could uh the bag of food is the actual prop but maybe you bring out some act, like a bunch of delicious dishes and they're just laid out on the table and you it's like a never-ending uh resource of food so that uses the prop, but it, the prop also creates the final keyword representation. Oh, uh, yeah, that's just an idea. Um, you don't want to rely purely on audio as a general rule. But overall, not bad at all, mate. Not bad at all. Uh, Rick, <clears throat> make a movie for D, which is uh, D as in DT, like machine. Uh, J.I. actress is in front of my family home, is running a huge machine. So just a generic machine of some kind. She's uh, shoving trees in a chute on one end while desks spit out the other. Fantastic, because obviously, if you look at this character, we have tree and then D, which in the abstract sense means a few or, uh, you know, how many. But obviously, it also means a uh, table, small table, like chaji, like small table. Uh, of course, that's the better way to choose that prop, right? To make it into a table because it's more tangible, easier to imagine. So you've got a tree that creates a desk, boom, done. And the machine is smack bang in the middle doing all of the legwork. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Tristan, 
make a movie for Thai, which we've chosen the meaning of genius, um, which again is the, more, the most tangible meaning for that one, I think. Uh, Christian Bale, that would be the C character, as Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, walks into the kitchen of my AI apartment with an unassuming victim. There are a hockey stick, a razor blade, and a samurai sword in the kitchen. And you can imagine, you can use your imagination for the rest. Thank you for sparing us the details, Tristan. I appreciate it. Very gentlemanly. After the episode, he thinks, what just happened now? Yeah. Um, so what you've done now. Oh, okay. So maybe we didn't. I thought we chose genius as in ren tai or tian tai, like talent uh, as a keyword for that character. But obviously we chose something else. Uh, but it also means just now. Um, it, that's one of the meanings of this, or it can also mean, as, as we discussed today in the grammar uh, section, it means only. Um, so yes, yeah, so you've got the less tangible keyword meaning here, but I think you could, you could show that really clearly with just situational gestures, gestures really well. Like he's covered in blood and he's just looking, like breathing heavily and he's just like, what just happened? <laughs> like you can imagine looking at the camera and doing that. That works really well. Yeah, nice one. Uh, Kika Boz, Boz, uh, Bisogno, sorry. Uh, Bisogno, um, it's probably, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Making move for die, uh, as in like to replace or substitute. <clears throat> Diego Maradona was invited to play soccer on the, in the backyard gardens of Palace of Versailles. When he arrived, there were two players on the field. One hitting the ball upwards with a crutch uh, and the other shooting it down with a crossbow. Right, okay. He looked puzzled. His manager said, don't worry, we just decided to substitute the soccer match for a more entertaining game. Okay. So again, uh, we've got like the, I assume that the crossbow and the crutch are the two components, the props for these. Um, that's absolutely fine and i like what you're doing you're substituting the game but it's good to show it visually so rather than just relying on audio i'm going to mention this before uh, instead of just saying don't worry uh, we've decided to substitute like just relying on someone saying that show it so someone is so instead of <laughs> instead of this <clears throat> or yeah so they're, they're playing football normally and then someone throws them the crossbar and the crutch and then they start playing a completely different game altogether. Or if it's going to be football, maybe you should actually substitute a player. Maybe uh, you're uh, playing and then you decide from your point of view, you're looking out and you see the actor. You, you point to the actor and you, you swap with the actor, Diego, or vice versa or something like that. You actually show this, the idea of substitute happening in front of you visually that's quite important you know um, now like i said i'm not an aural learner i don't do very well audio like stuff on music and all that sort of stuff but um <clears throat> i think all of us are visual to some degree and uh that you need that visual sense but uh it's a overall it's a fantastic concept it's really really interesting and it's going to definitely work i think it would work better though if you showed it visually that that idea Paul Tomasovic on Make a Movie for Shun, which means body. Uh, he says, the first time I'm going to use a song in my movie, but the but first thing that came to my mind is Queen's song, Somebody to Love. 
yeah absolutely and and we've got, we've got a few uh ex- we've got a bunch more examples of this from jack this week uh jack is our uh he's he's our um i guess you could say he's our uh theme tune specialist he's he's given like four different uh theme tunes this week for ideas that we could uh for music to put into certain scenes for, that are related to the keyword meaning and it's great and this is this is good as well somebody to love and it works a lot better than you would think as well. Even if you're not like me, not like massively interested, like you don't have a, a big music passion, you can still uh, apply this to your scenes. Kika Bosogna again, Bosogno. I'm, I'm going to go with Bosogno, okay? I'm not going to say it any other way from now on until you correct me. Uh, make a movie for Kant. My grandma goes to her bathroom and finds Keanu Reeves, that's the K, playing handball. So that's hand with an eyeball. Stop that immediately, her grandmother says. The poor thing looks extremely frightened. So again, we've just got, we've just got the audio, right? But here's, a, but here's the good news. Whenever you um, want to tweak a story, it's so easy. Like you, could, you can go from a story that doesn't work that well or could work better to a perfect story or an awesome story with just one small change. It's really easy, right? So just off the top of my head, just to show this visually, <laughs> you could say, um, okay, so Keanu Reeves is playing handball and he's, you know, he's John Wick, right? It's so easy for him. His reflexes are so amazing. He just starts like not even paying attention. And as he's looking away, he, he doesn't even notice that the ball's actually hitting the eyeball itself. Like the eyeball's got hands in it originally, but it's now just hitting the eye straight in the eye. <laughs> and he doesn't even notice. And then your grandmother says, look what you're doing. Look, you're, and he looks and he, and he sees it and then he stops. He didn't, you know, because he, he saw what he was doing. I mean, that's just off the top of my head, but you, know, you get the idea. You've got to show that idea of looking. Yeah, I think that would work a little bit, little bit better in terms of long, long-term effectiveness of this story. Um, <clears throat> next one's from Bell Hermerwin on uh, Make a Movie for Bing which is pretty far into the, the, the order now. It's one of our newer expanded characters, I believe. So Bing means to combine. And it's really common, very useful, used in, used in uh, lots of different words and phrases. So how, how is she gonna learn, uh, how's Belle gonna learn this one? Billie Eilish is in the bathroom of her England Airbnb, E-N-G, so that's B-E-N-G, Bung, uh, Bing getting ready for a party she's wearing a headband with devil horns that is the two little horns on top of the character but she's not really happy with her hair and wants to make it greener she was two bottles of hair dye or she wants two bottles of hair dye one yellow and one blue but the bottles are old and have stubborn corks in them she successfully uses a bottle opener and then combines the two colors ah interesting yeah so she's just the the devil horns are quite passive in this that's fine no big deal at all uh and then the the bottle opener is the kai character at the bottom and she uses that to open now it's okay to bring in bottles random stuff because they're related directly to uh the meaning of combine which is what she does and i can imagine that could be really cool with slow motion to show the two character the two the two colors you would do a close-up and the colors mixed together. Beautiful. Alina Dana Kuroyan on Make a Movie for Chen. So Alina um, has got, uh, this is for Q-U, so it's a god, the queen mother of the West. 
Siwang Mo, Chinese deity. Uh, she's got to Chen is made up of umbrella on the top, and then what she, uh, which is king on the bottom, Wang. But then she's chosen specifically a black ghost king, floating in the air, surrounded by black smoke. This is very specific, right? Very personal to Alina. Let's see how she interacts with them. So to, remember, this is to learn the character that means complete. Okay. Queen Mother of the West, Siwan Mu, is in the kitchen of AN location. Black Ghost King floating in the air and surrounded by black smoke comes to visit wearing fastuous attire. I don't even know what fastuous means. <laughs> and followed by a servant holding a huge... Okay, you see, you're using the word fastuous again. So now I've got to look it up, haven't I? Don't tell me my dictionary doesn't even know. Are you trying to make me look silly? Okay, hang on. Fastuous, that's not a word. <laughs> According to the dictionary, it's not. Oh, are you, do you mean fabulous? I think you mean fabulous. Okay, whatever. Okay, so fabulous. Let's say it's fabulous, right? Now this is a complete image of a complete sovereign, smiles the Queen Mother of the West, but Black Coat Ghost King says, only having by my side a magnificent beauty like your majesty can my sovereign image be complete. Will you be my wife? Complete me and my life. So that, that sort of started to come together towards the end because I had no idea what was going on for a while. But that one coming towards the end there, uh, complete me. Um, that could work, actually. That's, it's, I think it's just visual enough and, re and referencing uh, reference the idea of complete. I can imagine him on his knees as well. Yeah, that could be quite cool. It's, it's a very interesting way of showing a rather intangible meaning, you know. Complete me. I'm also thinking, I watched uh, Dark Knight again recently, and I'm thinking of the Joker, you know, where he says that to Batman, you complete me, you know. Uh, but hey, that's just random thoughts from me. Um, <clears throat> Petteri uh, Nakamura on Make a Movie for T, which means to bring up, like a question, or to hold by one side, like a bag. Uh, T. Leone, or Taya Leone, walks into the kitchen in my childhood home and finds Shakespeare there, that's shi, as in to be, as in to be or not to be. Shakespeare holding a glowing lightsaber, asking in a deep and resonant voice whether to be or not to be. She timidly raises her hand, asking, sir, would you like to discuss this? <laughs> yeah, and again, it doesn't seem that visual, right? But it is if you think about it in terms of like you could, the funny sort of uh, facial expressions and uh, physical actions you can have associated with that. <clears throat> you know, her walking on this rather strange scene. It's like, excuse me, sir, would you like to discuss this? Uh, yes, it's got audio. But having I didn't say audio has got a problem. Like speaking is not a problem at all. It adds to it. I'm saying don't rely completely on it. Well done. Yeah, that's a nice one. Um, Jack, our music man, I only just chose one example of his, but follow along the, uh, the comments for a few more um, on the course. He says, uh, for the movie, make a movie for year, which means also, which is a very abstract character, uh, very abstract keyword. So maybe having in this situation, the abstract ones are where having a bit of music, theme music in the background that's related to the meaning would help. E well, it would always help, but uh, it'd help extra more. <laughs> e character killing mosquitoes with the various props as she sings, another one bites the dust. Another means also, you know, great, yeah. 
did you also inspire the previous comment about the Queen song, or was that just a coincidence? I don't know. Dom Thompson, Thompson on Make a Movie for Sean. So there's one more from Dom, and we'll call it a day. Um, my keyword connection for older brother was Percy Weasley. For me, his main trait is being pompous and self-important and ordering people around. Yeah, like I've, I've noticed that recently. We had a comment from, was it Tristan? I can't quite remember exactly who, or maybe it was Petri. I can't remember. But uh, someone commented recently, he said that he, he was remembering celebrities in his mind a lot easier than his own family. And it was because the traits of celebrities come out a lot more and they're a lot more wacky and outlandish than maybe your auntie is, you know? Um, so it's a great idea to bring out the traits of your actors within your scenes if you can. Um, and that's why it's an even better idea to choose people that you either know very well or you are a big fan of, you know, there's someone that's a famous person with a bit, of, a bit bombastic or whatever. So let's look at the scene. Cheryl Cole is doing a festival gig in the grounds of Hogwarts singing Girls Aloud's absolutely banging cover of Jump. Out of nowhere, she's struck, sorry, she's struck by a spell and turns into a Rolling Stones mouth with kangaroo legs and a tail. Kangaroo legs would be the two little legs. So this is to learn, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is to learn, awesome, awesome. So you haven't gone for human legs, you've gone for kangaroo legs, yeah. Uh, she's now bouncing around the grounds, singing the chorus of Jump at a deafening volume. Percy Weasley orders her to stop immediately, but Cheryl ignores him and continues to sing and bounce. The scene ends with the camera looking over Percy's shoulder. Cheryl bounces off into the distance as Percy yells, Excuse me, you are not authorized to go there. Listen to me. I am a school prefect. Come back here immediately. Very good. Um, Let's have a let's have a look one more time here. So, okay. Yeah, I, I don't see a big issue with that uh, at all because I was just thinking um, just having the props like boom, like they're together. Uh, it might not be that memorable, but I, I think it'll be fine actually. Usually it's cool to have them separate and then, or not cool, but it's like the most common way is to have them separate and then they sort of come together in some way. But, and also your Cheryl Cole is the actress, right? So is she still recognizable as Cheryl or has she just become the two props now? I mean, again, I'm, I'm nitpicking, but this, that's what these, these are kind of like. I want to make sure that you don't take any wrong turns and stuff. I'd say overall, this is not bad at all, but um, it's good to see everything throughout the entirety. You know, so make sure you see Cheryl Cole. Maybe there, she's holding the two props and he zaps them and they become one thing and they jump off and she jumps off with them together. I'm, I'm just trying to think of ideas to bring, to make sure everything's still in the scene uh, with you. you know, so it's all visual. Because uh, you're new to this, Don, but we like to um, take, we like to think ahead like three months or six months. So please don't take it personally. You're doing really well for your, like early on. And thanks for sharing all your scenes. This is awesome. But uh, just as a general rule, uh, but yeah, well done. Thanks, guys. This has been awesome um, this week. Uh, I have to keep it a little bit shorter because I'm running on my own, my laptop. I'm not allowed to use Phil's computer, so I'm sort of running on my own laptop's memory, and it's rubbish. And it's sort of 
I don't know how, um, it's sort of pretty limited. Um, so I think I'm gonna have to leave it there for, for now. So anyway, I hope that was helpful. Uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully, yeah, I've just also, in between shooting this, whilst I was shooting this, I got a message from a friend, from a very reliable resource that um, this whole restriction stuff should be over by the 5th of March. Uh, I've actually got a date. Like that's that's their projection. You know, who knows? Maybe there'll be something will happen. But I think we'll be all right. I think I think by the end, by the beginning of March, this will all be back to normal. We'll have our lovely T-shirts and green uh, green screens and all that stuff back again. But uh, until then, uh, hang in there, guys, and uh, have a have a good uh, couple of weeks. And I will see you soon. Bye bye.